Welcome to another episode of the Classic Car Corner podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Our guest this evening is owner of a 1988 Mercedes 450SL convertible and a 1988 BMW M5 and has quite an automotive background. But first, Eric has a word from our sponsor. Jason, I have cars. You have a lot of cars. And we trust our service to be done by people that do it honestly and do it well. And we both take them to Springdale Automotive. Today's podcast is sponsored by Springdale Automotive, the next generation car care. Locally owned, professionally operated, whatever you drive, we service. From domestic, Euro, hybrid, electric, classics, and diesel. Springdale's classic car services include maintenance, repair, and diagnostics. With four convenient neighborhood locations, how can Springdale be a service? We think you'll enjoy the same experiences that we've had. That's exactly right. And I am Jason Painter, and co-hosting today is Eric Benzel. John Lockhart can't be with us tonight. We welcome Mr. Paul Broughton, who has quite a story to tell on both of his cars and a familiar name in the industry. Paul, welcome, and thank you for joining us here tonight. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, it is quite a pleasure. And uh, when you gave us your bio to read earlier, I'm like, wow, this, I mean, it's always so good to, to talk with people who've had such a, 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 a long history. I mean, this is dating back into the early 70s, am I correct? Yeah, yeah. when you get old as I am, man, you got a history. <laughs> well, there you go. But uh, no, this is this is a lot of fun. We're going to start. You had shot me some pictures of two of the uh, classics that you have now, and that is the 1988 450SL Mercedes. Tell us a little bit about that car and why, may, why you purchased that one. Well... Not to uh, not to correct you, but it's a five sixty. Five sixty. Excuse me. Okay. And there, there is you go. and there is a difference. Okay. Um, I am uh, <clears throat> influenced have been influenced all my life of, of cars, and when I was a senior in high school here in Louisville, mm -hmm. I went down to the Rialto Theater and we saw uh, a movie called Two for the Road. Okay, and in that movie they had a uh, two thirty. Actually, it was a two fifty SL, mm. and they called it a Pagoda top, and they still do now. That series of of Mercedes. Okay, and they were touring all over Europe in that car, and I said, one day I'm going to have a car like that. Well, like a lot of other things, I wasn't the only person that <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> But uh, as uh, Mercedes has done uh, in their, they have about a 10-year run on their models. Mm -hmm. The last uh, SL model that they made uh, was in 1989. Okay. Uh, the 88 is significant to me because it was a change, but it's a year that uh, it's uh, germane to my, my wife and I. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I said, that's, uh, that's something I'd like. Turns out that um, I know a guy, mm -hmm. and uh, he had a neighbor in Florida that had this particular car. Mm -hmm. And the fellow was getting too old to go back and forth and make the commute uh, from Chicago. Okay. And uh, I had uh, seen the car, knew about the car, I knew who uh, who had worked on it and so on and so forth. And I said, uh, if, you, if you ever do anything with that car, let me know. Now, the key to this is uh, 
most all of us that are married know that you can do things if your wife gives you permission. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> so as it turned out, uh, this was a um, not rare but somewhat unique color scheme mm-hmm. in the car. And uh, there are a lot of black ones and silver ones and red ones and so forth. But she had never seen one like this. And I picked up on that immediately because I wanted her to see it. And I said, how do you, how do you like, oh, I really like that car. And I went, mm-hmm. store that away. That's going to come in handy someday. <laughs> right, right. There I, you go. I can count on that. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't really follow it that, that much. But the fellow went back to Chicago and um, he talked to his neighbor, and they said, you remember that guy that came over and looked at my car? Do you know how to get a hold of him? And the guy said, no, but I know somebody that does. That's right. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. so roundabout, I get a phone call, and uh, they said, uh, I'm representing this car for this person. And uh, uh, he wants, he's kind of, uh, whittling down his assets and his estate and trying to get things and he doesn't want this one stored in the winter and blah 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 well we were in michigan and i'm thinking <laughs> what am i going to do with it you know <laughs> uh but uh anyway uh he asked me um, was i how serious i was and i said very i said can you help me get it o- over here and said yeah so long story short um my wife <laughs> Asked me to pick her up, and she was getting her nails done. You know, I'll tell you a story about that one day. <laughs> um, and uh, so I picked her up, and I said, and uh, I w- went inside. I said, wait a minute, i got to make a phone call. I said, I told this guy I'd call him back by 3 o'clock, and it was almost 3 o'clock. And mm-hmm. She said, well, what's so important? I said, well, I just I bought a car. She said, you did a what? I said, <laughs> You remember, you remember that that uh, green Mercedes you liked? And she said, "Yeah." I said, "I bought it." And she said, "You did?" <laughs> <laughs> right. I said, "Yeah, it'll be here next week." All right. She says, "Okay." Yep. So that's how that story came gotcha. about. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, it it that that seed was sown fifty years ago. Okay. Very good. Gotcha. You right. know. Yep. Uh, that. Uh, and I have seen many since the uh, the 280 was the model I liked the best. Mm-hmm. The the 80 is the 2.8 liter, mm-hmm. as you very well know. And then they went into a little different configuration for about three years, and then the last two years they went to the the one that mine's a W107 they call it model, right? And they have the V8s, mm-hmm. and the sequel to that is. And the reason the 88 is important is that uh, we were married in 1988. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I proposed to her in a 560 SL. Oh, nice. Black. All right. That I drove over uh, to her birth to a birthday party they were having for her, mm-hmm. and we became engaged. So that thing has a tie-in all the way oh, around. I got you. So, That's wonderful. Uh, nice. But she had never seen one that color, and she liked it, and so it's it's ours. Wonderful. Well, and it is a beautiful car, especially from the pictures I saw. That thing looks as – how many miles are on it? 
uh, it has sixty eight thousand. Okay, does today it has sixty eight thousand? Yeah. Okay, nice, very good. That's so it, it's got the the tan leather on the on the green. Yeah, they call it Palomino. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and it's a natural. It's kind of a natural looking mm-hmm. color, but but it goes. There aren't many seat configurations you can put with that color exterior that would look right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and uh, uh, they don't have a lot of trim mm-hmm. uh, options. Black was one, and I, I don't know the other color. There was another color that was available, but gotcha. they would have looked bad. Gotcha. But it was a good color combination. And so this has the 5.6 liter, hence right. 560. And so V8 rear-wheel drive. And I've driven these cars, and they are – I mean, just as solid as a rock. I mean, they are. They're heavy. They are heavy. That's they, why they weren't. That's why they weren't uh, that popular. Other, they were expensive cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, you compared them to a Thunderbird or maybe a Corvette it, right. it, in that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were a very heavy car. Yep. But you could get on the interstate of the Audubon and roll. Oh sure. Yeah, and yep. uh, I remember. Uh, I remember the first time we went out, and, and it was in Michigan, and uh, I had neighbors coming out giving me the thumbs up. They'd never seen one before. And uh, so uh, we we were at a traffic signal, and there was somebody in a domestic car that kind of thought he was going to show us what it would do. And I, <laughs> I, hit, I punched that little thing, and it jumped out. She said, Honey, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So it'll go. Yeah, right. Yeah, because so, it's but, not a, it's not that heavy of a car with that big V eight in there. And no. Yeah, you're exactly right. And uh, no, that it, it, it's a timepiece in my opinion. I mean, the, yeah. just just the overall look of this vehicle and at the European. Obviously, we know it's European, it's German, but you had the dual circular headlights, and then you had the flush. Um, more European, uh, right? They wouldn't let those come over initially because of the r- rule the law that came out in New Jersey, I believe, about them fogging up. Fogging up, yeah, yep, yep. yep. So, but uh, no, it's but it, they also had the smaller bumpers, which made them look, yep, look right. look mm-hmm. kind of funny to me, mm-hmm. you know, once you get used to them. Yeah, uh, but it was uh, you sit down in it. I mm-hmm. mean, you kind of put it on when you get in, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And the the, uh, the only thing I don't like about it. Uh, just because of the way it was, is it has a very large steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of used to a smaller one. You got to mm-hmm. drive it like a bus a little bit, but you don't. You're not going through. Right. You're not going to. It doesn't make any difference. Right. But it's big when you see it, and you and it doesn't have a flip wheel or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's stationary. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you you just kind of figure out how to get in it yep. and you have to step down like most european cars mm-hmm. that are low like that right you step in it and i ch- had to show my wife how to put her butt in there and then put her feet in <laughs> you know that you right, don't right. just stick your foot in there right and so yeah uh, uh but we have fun we had a lot of fun in there oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh parts are they uh, accessible uh, a lot of people uh refrain from the older german cars because they're afraid of parts not being available are you finding problems with that or no uh you do in any car uh depends on the volume that went out mm-hmm. for example i went out to the the uh, classic car show out at the fairgrounds this rod and custom show mm-hmm. you know you can buy you know frame up for any old cars mm-hmm. they're, they're they're remanufacturing or building new things 
there's not enough volume of these to justify somebody to spend the money to make parts. Okay. Now, the 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 thing that I'm finding with this one, it's not major things, it's little things. For an example, and you won't believe, but one of the, I do like German cars. Uh, they're they're built like a gun. I agree. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, they just they work. And they're mechanical, and I like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the uh, clip for the sun visor in a Roadster was made out of plastic. <laughs> and and of course, that gets brittle and will break. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and the clip has a male female to it, and the uh, sun visor itself that's an integral part of it you can't take it apart mm. so if that clip breaks the sun visor droops Drips, down in, right. in front of you <laughs> right yep yep well <clears throat> that happened to me about the third week i had the car oh, and wow. fortunately did it on the passenger side okay and i said well uh, you know i don't it doesn't make any difference when i'm driving by myself but it looks kind of bad so I f- fixed it with some of my fancy you know, engineering skills and wired it up so it wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't right. hang down. There you go. So then I came back and said, I, 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 I can fix this. I know I can do this. Let me see about this one. And I'll be damned if I didn't break the one on the driver's side, uh, too. Gotcha. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. so I got two of them broken. And uh, so what you do is you align yourself with old there's an old Mercedes-Benz club, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you don't buy those parts. You, have to, you don't buy those pieces. You have to buy the whole part, and you're lucky if you can get that color. Gotcha. And, of course, it has to go. Right. So uh, the last time I looked, there was a fellow said that he thought he could get a pair of sun visors. Uh, wasn't going to guarantee what they were, but they, but they were going to be about five hundred dollars. Oh my gosh! Oh, wow. All right. Now, this right. is this is for <clears throat> a little part. Right. Well, fortunately for me, I live in a neighborhood of people my age, and they've got something in the garage. If we if we were to have garage day and everybody could walk by and see everybody what's in their garage, <laughs> right, right, you would discover some fun things. There you go. I have a neighbor <laughs> down the street, and he has a an XKE a nineteen. 53, 120XKE, and he's always kind of tinkering. Well, it turns out he used to own a machine shop, still does. Uh, And uh, we were talking about, I was saying, if I could find somebody with an industrial machine that would print, Mm -hmm. that are making parts out of printers. 3D printer. If Mm -hmm. I could get somebody to do that, I may be able to replicate the parts. Not real difficult to do that, but you have to take the whole sun visor apart, mm-hmm. which means you've got to reupholster it. Right. Again. So, so it's not it's not an inexpensive way, but at least it will work. Right. Right. But it the uh, the sun visor itself has the male tab that goes into the female tab on the rack, and that's all, and so what I do, I went to the Mercedes dealer. They had to take all the wiring out of that whole frame oh, and take them completely apart. Well, I don't really need it that much. Nobody knows it but me when I'm driving it, except the occasional time I'm going, the sun's right there, and I'm doing, <laughs> right. putting my arm on front of my head. There so, you go. There anyway, you go. so right. old parts are 
it's little things. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and since they're, the volume is not there, they're expensive. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's kind of like you don't ask about what the insurance is either. If you can't afford that, you shouldn't be buying that's that true. kind of car. <laughs> yep, that's yeah. right. But these these are going, they're wonderful mm-hmm. because the good old state of Kentucky looks up and says, oh, that's a 40-year-old car. You know, so they put it at what at the minimum. I pay almost nothing. Oh, right, yeah. To yeah. register them and license yeah. them and Mine, everything mine's else. Mine's less than a dollar, I think. And, and then yeah. you, they buy a, you buy a parade insurance for them. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't drive them that much, you right. know. And so it's it's fairly inexpensive to own that way. Sure. Uh, Absolutely. But it'll pass everything but a gas station. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, the 5.6. You know, it, it, right. I have the V8 Touring sitting out there. And the one thing I've learned is that you don't ask anybody with a big engine what kind of miles they get because you're just going to make somebody sad. No. I just right. know that I'm very good friends. You have every discount app on your phone for every discount club you can get for any gas wherever gas pump you go to because those are thirsty but they're quite fun yeah and responsive that gas pedal just makes you just and that feeling it just makes you want to push a little further right (laughs) right no yeah right exactly it's got plenty of punch to it that's for sure and while i'm thinking about it um we did a podcast with a gentleman by the name of chris bright who owns a company out in oregon he's co-founder of a of a company called collector part exchange and um, you might be able to find these old parts that you're looking for on his website at uh, www.collectorpartexchange.com. So just for whatever that's worth. Go ahead with our uh, midstream. Uh, midstream announcement here. Right. We want to let our uh, listeners take a moment and ask you to please check out our other sponsor, GD Herring. GD Herring provides options on insuring not only your classic car, but for all of your collectibles. Please check them out at gdherring.com. And we're talking with Paul Broughton, and uh, so that that's our first 1988 German car is our 560, excuse me, it is a 560, not a 450, I apologize about that. But your second one is a 1988 BMW M5. I got correct. that one correct, right? Yeah. Okay, very good. And I saw pictures of that one, too. Yes. One and letter, one y- number, y- you're safe. I am, right. And yet again, another perfect example Oh, it's of, beautiful. Uh, as a matter of fact, after he sent me the picture, I got on YouTube and watched a 20-minute uh, thing on, on, on that a car, car that was almost identical. Well, same model year, same color, and this guy just – I mean, you, you know, this was the ultimate driving machine um, uh, uh, ad that BMW had back then, and, and, and it's just a, another solid, well-built – fun vehicle that's got a lot of power um uh five speed manual yeah yeah okay well it's also in the 88 you actually had a really well-built bmw engine that was very reliable it's before they put a lot of extra engineering into it that is creating a lot of issues for maintenance these days for 2000s and up but uh it they're beautiful cars Mm -hmm. i mean they are meant to be driven oh yeah absolutely and and they, and i've heard a lot of people that have had the uh, from my family that had five series i said the 80s five series were the ones to get and if you can get an m well there you go that's right that's right <laughs> they didn't now on in the 80 in the 88 model back then did they make many m series no they made um 1238 of them okay uh worldwide 
uh, about um, 800, around about 650 to 800. Uh, they don't know whether to include Canada sometime in their numbers when they say North America, so mm-hmm. it's not gotcha. necessarily the United States. So let's say around 600 um, came uh, over here. Uh, what happened is when they made the car, uh, it was on, <clears throat> you, you see some of the, uh, there's some movies that have a lot of these five series cars that they use and they they're always jumping over things and outrunning the police and so on and so forth. The Peacemaker, for example. Mm. Go ahead. And uh, so they came out with this with the M series, and uh, that's a signature engine. Uh, by that I mean it's handmade mm-hmm. by one individual, and he actually signs it. There's yeah. there's an autograph on there. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and <coughs> when this was built. They were only going to, the classification goes back to just that sedan car, which meant that it was practical. It had four doors and a trunk, but it would run real well. Mm-hmm. When they put the M in there, though, that, that changed the ball game just a little bit. And, uh, and then the pricing did, too. The, it went up considerably mm-hmm. for that. But they basically... Uh, if something happened to the engine when it was new, uh, if it were not a real easy, they would crate it up and send it back. I mean, they they followed this car. They made initially about um, 300 of them, and they called them kind of like an 88 and a half mm-hmm. because the body changed in 89. And then they said, well, people still want these things, and so they had a... A second load. The the true ones came out um, about of the of the twelve hundred so mod uh, units that came out. Uh, five of them or uh, two hundred were called the black series, and that is that their interiors were black. Okay. The rest of them, uh, the interior is a tan. Okay. And so there's only one color common. There's only one exterior color for the M series in 88. It, they're black. If they're not black, it wasn't an M. Okay. And, and so if it had, if it's a black series, there's some people that like it just so they've got something that's odd. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen one and I, I don't like it at all, personally. Yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, so it's, it's somewhat, uh, when it was built, uh, it was reported that it was the fastest stock six-cylinder sedan sold in america gotcha mm-hmm. and it's an inline six but it it will run yep right yeah, and it'll run with the best of them so oh, sure so so comparative to the 88 mercedes the 5.6 it's the v8 versus the uh six that's in the m5 torque wise which one would you um they're well, geared. Well, di- they're geared differently, that, and, and, and this sure. is it's an apples and peaches comparison, okay, gotcha. really. Uh, uh, on, in a drag race, probably five sixty would take it, except I've got a chip in mine, and then it would be a little. I got you. A little, <laughs> little different. <laughs> right. Um, it mine will redline at about yeah, 
I shouldn't say this, but around 8,000. Hypothetically speaking. Yeah, hypothetically speaking, you know, <laughs> on a track somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. We're not talking about the regular roads because yeah. we obey those speed limits. Right, right, right. right, right. Uh, but it, it will, it, uh, I can get, get on up there in, mm -hmm. in, in, uh, in the rev limiter that I don't mm -hmm. have anymore. I got you. I got you. So, right. yeah. Um, anyway, the, um, um, on a on on a course on a road course where mm -hmm. you want to drive these you don't you wouldn't there would be no comparison gotcha mm -hmm. right. Yeah, right uh uh you if you are riding if you are riding in uh, my mercedes uh, you could get scared because mm -hmm. you don't you it just kind of had that big old wheel and you just don't quite know if you can push it that hard mm -hmm. you know and in the five series uh it it'll just you know it's just whatever you want to get by gotcha. with you know yeah i'll tell you a real short story oh, about sure. that no absolutely uh, my uh my wife is not a daredevil uh she's the, uh, the counter to that and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm i've wear that brand in there i was the president of the central california bmw club when we lived out there and uh it was during the uh, 25th anniversary of BMW being in the United States. Okay. Happened to just coincide with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was my challenge during that year, that tenure, to come up with some neat things to do. And we had uh, a number of friends of the club that we could access to, and there's a... Uh, there's a place out in Furnace, California, mm -hmm. which is out in the middle of Death Valley. And there's a motel out there, and it is a destination property because you are not just going there by <laughs> chance. <Yeah. laughs> you're you're going to stay there. If you're that far, you're going to go there. What we did was we, we got uh, – there's a road that you've seen on commercials at some point in time. It's a long, straight road that goes in. It looks like it just fades into the sunset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Straight-ass road as far as you can see. And we, have a, we had a couple of friends that uh, were with California Highway Patrol. They got a helicopter, and we had walkie-talkies, and we blocked off that road – nice <laughs> from, from one end to the other okay yeah. uh that that stretches five miles long oh, that wow. you that you see and uh the uh, problem with some of that is some of that road is caliche clay and mm. it's it's rough it's it's rough and it's it's uh non-forgiving uh but they, they said okay everybody wanted to see what their car will do We've got the electronic timers. We've got all this stuff. We've got plenty of area that we can um, uh, give you room and so on and so forth. Go. So we had them in, I think it was two-minute intervals or something like that that we could go. My car came um, with one of the first car radios, uh, telephones in it. Okay. Mounted on the console. Mm -hmm. And had a little metal antenna in the back, right? <laughs> a little squirrely thing. Yeah, yeah, right. And I and it was it was built in. It was up through the headliner. It was, it was a really neat sanitary package in, mm -hmm. in there. And um, I always liked it. I just I could I just thought it looked cool. And so anyway, we were 
my wife and I were in the car and uh, said, what are we going to do? You know, she knew what we were doing. So, you know, they would go off. Well, the interesting thing was a lot of those cars have never been at speed. Everybody's ordinary sedan. Mm -hmm. And about every mile or so, somebody would be off the side of the road with his hood up, you know, (laughs) they're overheated (laughs) or somebody's brakes were flaming or, you know, it was just we we had about half a dozen cars that (laughs) kind of stacking up. But anyway, we're going down through there. And uh, I I had I had it in fifth gear and and was in pe- with pedal left, and I was I was going with that thing and we were at a hundred and fifty seven. No kidding. In that, right. and just about the and and they they said that that car would run at one hundred and fifty. That was sort of, you know, I think that the speedometers. 200 but mm-hmm. anyway they said really realistically that's all it's going to do well we had we had more left in there just about the time i hit that that little antenna that was on the back wasn't screwed on real well because i would have to put it down if i was going to put the car cover or something on it mm-hmm. well that apparently <clears throat> at about that that speed it was enough speed that 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 thing flipped back and hit my rear glass in the car oh no oh wow and it sounded like a shotgun had gone off (laughs) i mean you know i didn't know (laughs) your mind doesn't figure out what it is it was but it was tires yeah Yeah, you know Mm -hmm. she'd already seen cars over to the side and heard this thing and she screamed and then she (laughs) she's on this side I've got the indentations right here. Where she, <laughs> right. she grabbed the inside of this my leg, and she right. said, "You stop this, this son of a gun!" You know, yeah, right. and screamed, and so I had to get out of it. But I know it was 157 because I had that. Gotcha. But anyway, gotcha. and and you know, we're the. I mean, silly question, but I'm going to ask it. You know, a lot of times when you're going 70, 80 miles an hour, uh, tires they can be a little out of balance. I mean, was this thing as smooth as glass going? Did, yeah, did I have, have, have Z-rated tires on it. Oh, okay. They, oh, they make sure you, you know, they, they won't you. let you go out and play that kind of stuff. I got you. Uh, and how, how hot was it out there? I mean, because, yeah. 110. It was 110, and you guys are flying. Uh, I got yeah. you. Yeah. Because tires will also yeah. inflate mm-hmm. as they heat up. So yeah. we're well, going to talk. We're going to talk about that. But but go ahead. Yeah. So. You, we we made sure we had a checkpoint. We had mm-hmm. we had a lot of things to say. You know, mm-hmm. make sure you know what you're doing. You know, had right. a release and all this stuff. Right. And uh, but we did. We 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 anticipated things with a helicopter and everything. You, you just don't know. Right. You right, know. Right. But. We had people in the parking lot checking the wheel nuts, and, mm-hmm. you know, we'd take things. Some people took their hood peps off, you know. They didn't know. They never had the car over 100 right. miles an hour, <laughs> sure. right. you know, going for a long lap. But, yep. well, i tell you what. Uh, I, I, wanted, I wanted to just – I just going. wanted to take off. Mm-hmm. I, right. wanted, I wanted it to pick up off the ground <laughs> yeah. and just oh, go, oh, you know. Pull back on the yoke, yeah. and then there you yeah. go. Rotate. Yeah, right. just let her rip, you know. <laughs> Right, and it was neat. Yeah. So, yeah. how long have you owned these cars? I guess that's another good question to ask. Well, um, the the uh, Mercedes I got uh, two years ago. Okay. All right. When, when we were still in Michigan. Okay. So it's it's new to our family. It's mm-hmm. our newest one, and uh, the uh, M5 
um, my wife bought it for us for our anniversary after one year. So we've had it 34 years. Is that right? Beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Right, right, right. A guy, a guy in uh, Connecticut leased the car. And he leased it for um, 24 months, which is an odd an odd time. But I guess they were thinking that the residual would be high enough or whatever. And uh, a uh, um, an Infinity dealer bought it at wholesale, bought mm-hmm. it at the auction. And just to kind of draw people into the store because they were just trying to come out with the Infinity that were coming out with a new car and they wanted everybody to look at it. And I had actually test driven one of the Infinities to, mm-hmm. and my wife liked it. And I was going by the by that dealership and saw the car come off the truck i knew what it was mm-hmm. i didn't know they knew what it was gotcha right and uh they didn't and so uh, i went in and i said what's going on with this car i said oh we just bought it I said what are you going to do with it so well you, you buy it for somebody I said no we're going to put it up for sale i said i want to put a deposit on it and i'll be back tomorrow and that's what happened and uh, the guy said, well, well, you don't know how much it is. I said, I didn't ask you that, did I? I said, no. I said, well, you know, I'll talk to the guy I talked to before. And I came back in. I said, there it is, honey. And she said, okay, I know you're going to get it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, uh, and I got it right yeah. at the time. But mm-hmm. it, it, it. I, you know, it was the oddest thing to do. That that circumstance would never be. It was just meant to be. Right. Honest, yeah. Honestly, meant to be. And this was where? What state were you? We in? were in Houston. Houston. Oh, Texas. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And huh. so, and the the funny the funny thing about that was, we we were coming home from the from the dealership. We lived out in Sugarland, mm-hmm. and um, the uh, one of the guys was ZZ Top lived right down the street from us oh nice so we're coming down they had a little exit off of the interstate to get off and i see this car coming up behind me and he's rolling he's coming up and he's flashing these lights and i went no what what's wrong you know Mm -hmm. and and the guy was sort of manic in a way and we pulled up to where we're going to get off and and he pulls up and says Oh, I finally saw one. Oh, I just left. Are you a member of the BMW club? And I said, no, man, what is that? He said, oh, you got to join, you know, and all this stuff. Right. My wife said, are they all like that? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I, I've got a question. So you have both of these 88s. Are there any other um, 88 models that you're looking for or are interested in? Uh I want yes. There, there's the the car in my hope list was a is a uh, it's not an eighty eight. It's a sixty seven or sixty eight Austin Healey Sprite. Mm. Uh, Austin Healey three thousand, the big one. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted one of those, and uh, you know I just like them. It's just one of those things that I that I've said I'd like to have, and they. Uh, they're ruined now in the market. The Japanese found that they like those cars, and now one that I could buy twenty thousand dollars are now sixty. Ah, gotcha. And the um, and it, there's something in the back of my mind that won't allow me to do that. Uh, but 
that's one I'd like to have in my collection. But we have a rule now in our house. I think I told you this earlier. I can have anything I want as long as I replace something I have. <laughs> right, right, well, right. we've got to drive a car, and I'm not taking these, so so I'm I'm fixed. I'm yeah, done. I got okay. you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like you there's only you. so many kids in the pool. If you want another kid to come in, one's got to right. get out. Yeah, so. yeah. that's right. And uh, uh, Mr. Benzel, why don't you? Uh, well, yeah, I know where you're going it, with it, that. It, it, it's that time. It's that time for right. the question. Mm-hmm. The question I've asked every guest that we've had on here, and it's uh, when you took your car driver's test. What car did you drive for your driver's test? Oh, geez, my mother's 1960. Pontiac Catalina. Oh, nice. Okay, right. Yep. So, it, was there was it, there not a bigger car that you could find for that? Or <laughs> no, that was that was it. And uh, you know, of course, the fear of God is there because it, it was imperative that I make that that I get a hundred percent on that test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but of course, they had the dreaded parking. Yeah. And, but mm-hmm. I I had practiced since I was thirteen in that car. Yep. So I I could park it and I could drive it and it, it drove like you drive your couch you know it oh, just right. had that right. that suspension they call it the wide track but it yep. wasn't it just big old floating car just float yeah yep. That, yeah but it cool. but it was nice I, yeah. had, a, I had a real uh, you know there's two things in life that I've run across uh, one is your your initial driver's test that you just are, afraid of the world that you'll fail and the other is the first time you get married oh right <laughs> you know? right right, right. You know? and, exactly. and then it's over in a second and you go what in the world was i so scared about you know that's right but uh, that i'm still married to my first wife <laughs> and uh she never finds that joke funny but i think it's hilarious exactly <laughs> well well paul it has been such a pleasure having you here tonight thank you for sharing your stories about your two cars and uh you know it, it's always fun to have um folks that have had experiences and you've shared those tonight and we certainly appreciate that so You're thank welcome. you we look forward to having you back on soon oh absolutely and uh for our listeners remember to check out our website www.theclassiccarcorner.com if you're looking to get your classic car appraised or need any pre-purchase inspections done on your car of interest i'd like the opportunity to help you out my contact information is jason at gdherring.com remember to check out autobiotags.com every car has a story be sure to tell yours and if you're looking for collector parts check out cpx at www.collectorpartexchange.com Thank you for listening and happy motoring from your friends here at the Classic Car Corner Podcast.